Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves 21st Century Commentary. Frank, how are you today? In love with 21st Century Commentary, that's what I am. You you do love the talk show, don't you? Uh, One would yeah. argue because you because of the podcasting. Like talk shows are actually kind of your thing if you think about I it. I mean, talk shows are very much my thing. Yes, I then you said fr- the talk being show. friendly, big beards and talk shows. Oh those yeah, are your even things. no beard. You know, you said the yeah. talk show, and that's the name of an actual podcast I listened to. So I was like, how do you know John Gruber? <laughs> um, <laughs> but alas, wow, that, so. Yeah. That was on brand then. I was like, I was kind of making a joke, but then I but actually got right into were, the heart of it. You were not wrong. Nope. How are you doing nope. today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing just fine, Frank. I'm doing just fine. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Good. I'm drinking a good beer. We're going to have a good conversation today, and uh, I am excited. And I got, to, I got to see you like a week ago, which was, which was fun. Yeah. We saw each other like twice in the last uh, couple weeks, which is great. That's the beauty of the summer, it's, isn't it? It's great. It's I have great. the ability to drive places. You have the ability to drive places. It's wonderful. We we should do that one more time before the summer's over. I agree. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. I am Good. I'm down with that. Excellent. Now, Frank, you're drinking a beer. What What is that beer that you're drinking? I am drinking a beer. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm drinking a new one for me. Uh, it is <gasps> a New Belgium passion fruit Kolsch. Oh, oh, all those things sound so good. Right? So, like, New I Belgium, love, the makers of Fat Tire. Right, uh, mm-hmm. and Voodoo Ranger, um, and they have an, a series called their Up Next series, which I guess is like new experimental brews, is, is what I'm sort of gathering from that. So uh, it's a Kolsch, so it's lighter. It's only four point three percent ABV, but Kolsch style ale with passion fruit and natural passion fruit flavor. And uh, I really, actually, really like this. I, I got it in a variety pack of a bunch of their Up Next series stuff, and. Uh, yeah, it's light and and a little fruity, obviously, but it's still got that that Kolsch, that malty Kolsch uh, taste. Um, so, I like it a lot. It's very interesting. It's not something I would normally pick up, but in a in a twelve pack with a bunch of other things, it's super super cool. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm very glad to hear that. I am drinking also a new one for me. Actually, I am drinking Clown Shoes Clementine Ooh, White Ale. I know that one. I love it. Yeah, it's so good. I kind of picked that up on a whim. I was dri- I was driving. I was driving through the liquor store one day, <laughs> and uh, I was walking was walking through the liquor store, and I just could not figure out what I felt like. I just, you know, you just like you walk through, and you're like, "That sounds good. That's too heavy. That can is cool, but not what I'm looking for." Whatever, and then I just landed on 
Clementine clown shoes, which is great because I was reading a book about Winston Churchill at the time that I picked it up, and his wife's name was Clementine. Ah. So I was like, great, doing it, getting this, getting this beer, and it is delicious. Yeah. It's a Belgian, um, and it's kind of so. It's, I mean, you know, it's you know, well, it's Clementine, so it's you know, mostly citrus, sure, but uh, but it's kind of peppery. It's crisp and uh, it's good. It's a little heavier than I really wanted it to be, but Belgians generally always are just slightly heavy. So, like, they're like a heavy light beer, but it's a 6%, and it is delicious. Would recommend. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I like, uh, I know you're not the biggest fan of IPAs, but if you ever see Clown Shoes Space Cake IPA... um, That's the one I almost got, too. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, Yeah, I just, it was 90 degrees outside, and and that's no time to be drinking an IPA. I hear you on that. I hear you on that, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Frank, I'm I'm here today to talk to you. In fact, I may be here today to hit you, but not really because we're at a distance. But we have not done this in a while, so I think it's time that I hit you with my best shot. And today we're going to be talking about two this is a, might be actually a first for Hit Me With Your Best Shot. We're going to be talking uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime, and we're going to be talking Pennyworth on Epics, two shows that I happened to try out because I wanted to watch them. And I'm here to tell you that you should watch both of them because we're friends and I would never lead you astray. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, I, I do. Yes, I do agree that we are friends, and I do agree that you would never knowingly lead me astray. Right. Knowingly. Knowingly. Yes, I mean, there's always exceptions to every rule. What would you like Lake me Placid. to talk about first? Lake Placid. You <laughs> liked it, and you knew it wasn't going to be good going know, into I know, it. I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> and it had Betty it's okay. From the From the podcaster who brought you Xanadu, right? Like, who am I to, who am I to cast the first stone? <laughs> you know, I was watching, speaking of Xanadu, though, I was watching a Gene Kelly movie uh, for Academy Rewind not too long ago, and... Like every time he came on screen, all I could think about him was playing clarinet on the beach, and I was like, "Damn it, Frank, you ruined Gene Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> From the podcaster, ruined Gene Kelly. Kelly, <laughs> oh jeez, uh, the man could do anything, and now he plays clarinet on the beach. What a guy! What a guy! I read a great interview with Gene Kelly recently in a book called Conversations with the Great Movie Makers of Hollywood's Golden Age. It's an interview book from American Film Institute. You can read interviews with, you know, actors, directors, cinematographers, you know, screenwriters. And he's got a great interview in there. Would recommend. Hmm. Hmm, Yes, indeed. So anyway, Frank, would you like me to talk about The Boys first or Pennyworth? The Boys, I've watched almost four episodes. Pennyworth, I've watched the first episode. Though, if you have Amazon Prime or Apple TV, you can watch the first three episodes for free. Ooh, that's good to know. Um, I want to hear about The Boys because I know less about it. Okay. And I have preconceived notions about about Pennyworth. But but tell me about The Boys. Okay. I can tell you about The Boys right now. The Boys are back in town. Boys Boys are are back back in town. town. The Boys is based off of a comic series, a limited comic series. It is since wrapped. So it's not like, oh, is the show going to end differently than the comic series? We'll find out. Um, The Boys was a dynamite series. Also, it was good. And (laughs) uh, The Boys was a, a 
Dynamite Publication series from Garth Ennis. Um, Garth Ennis of uh, Preacher, of The Punisher, of other things that Garth Ennis has done didn't, that is escaping me right now. Didn't he write a run on Iron Man or making that up? Garth no, Ennis? that was Warren Ellis. Yeah, I think maybe that's what I'm getting confused. Maybe Garth Ennis did a. I, I I know both of their names separately, and I never connected until right now. That there's an Ennis and an Ellis, but maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, mm, I'm not sure, but it's a great question, Frank. I'm not going to look it up. Not going to use nope, my one look up for it. that. Nope. So the boys, uh, do you know what it, you don't know anything? What it's about? They're back anything? in town. They are back in town. Actually, they are actually, which is hilarious. So do they use um, that song anywhere in the series so far? Uh yeah, yeah, uh, they definitely have. Yeah, so. So here's the I didn't know anything about it. I saw the trailer for Amazon and I was like, wow, that looks intriguing. Maybe I'll watch that one day because I never because I know the comic is supposed to be extremely brutal, like like really violently graphic. And so and so I have been reading it kind of as I've been watching the show, like I'm kind of reading behind so I don't spoil anything for myself. Um, It is violent. It's not as violent as I expected it to be. It's like raw but nothing that as a you know 32 year old adult like movie comic tv watcher reader it's nothing you haven't seen sure right now right now anyway right so didn't offend your your gentle sensibilities no if i was 16 yeah this would have been like maybe a little too eye-opening but now it's just it's a thing but it it definitely is not your daddy's superheroes Mm. and i think that and this is the point so this is i've been kind of saying it's watchmen for the 21st century that's this is kind of where i've put it if if um alan moore was was instead of it night being 1985 we say like okay what's happening in the world now what's the reaction to superheroes what's happening and so the basic premise of the world is that superheroes work for a company. Okay. And so they are a franchised, they are franchised being. So there's the super team group called the seven and they are kind of like your archetypal heroes. You have Homelander, who's the captain America, Superman stand in black. Noir is your Batman. Um, uh, Princess Queen Maeve is your Wonder Woman. Okay. The Deep is your Aquaman. Okay. A- so they A Train is your Flash. So on and so on. So there's there's one of each uh, sort of superhero archetype. There's your stereotype. Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. avatars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's Got your it. Avatar for your classic superhero because you, as a reader, as a superhero reader, know what those characters are supposed to stand for. Of course. Right. 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 And so you, you you know that. Superman stands for truth, justice in the American way, and Batman stands for dark and brooding justice, and you know, so on <laughs> yeah, and so on right, and so on. Right. So, and so what the, and so what the the story is is that the the company that kind of runs these superheroes. I mean, they do go out and save people. That is like they are superheroes. They go and they save, and the world loves them, and blah blah blah. And they are merchandised at right. the same time. So it's like here's your social media account and here how many tweets do you have and uh, you have okay and you have a full 1% of the homelander has a full 1% of the profits on his merchandising but the deep only has 0.75 and now how are we going to deal with you know like that well he's like well I'm more popular so it's so almost have... like it's almost like hollywood like where actors different actors get different deals if they have a better agent or they're a bigger star like you know they're, they're That's worth right. more they get more of the mar- merchandising uh, That's right. Based on who, you know, Alec Guinness got 6% of Star Wars, you know, uh, somehow. But, like, 
uh, Mark yes. Hamill has like nothing. Right, he has the Star Wars toys, right, right, which actually right. which equals quite a lot. But um, so, but that's exactly, but that's exactly right. You know, it's the where the Jack Nicholson got like ten percent of the gross of Batman eighty nine right. or something, right. stupid, something like stupid like that. And every time they say Jack Napier, he gets a nickel. Yeah, right, exactly. They just flick it at him. Yeah. At the, on the street. He's looking you at you, go, kid. Jackie boy. Yeah. So, you want it? Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> street smart. Street smart. <laughs> so, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, so anyway, so that's kind of like the the setup of the show. That that's like that's the world that they that they live in. So you follow two two different stories in the show. One is this kid named Huey, whose father is played by Simon Pegg. Which is great, um, and which it was. Good. So the character in the comic was drawn to look like Simon Pegg. Yep. Okay. And now with this, so now they have Simon Pegg playing his dad. That's so great. cool. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty fun. And so this, uh, this, this guy Huey is like a nothing special type of just a regular Joe, and the speedster of the seven of the super team, you know. Uh, was it Defenders of Justice, Avenging the Innocent, or something like that? That's <laughs> wow. T- Get, let's work them both in I there. Did. Let's just work both things in. That's right. It works everything. It's not. It's neither a hit on DC nor Marvel. It just it is a smattering of everybody. Nice. Uh, of the archetype. So, um, so anyway, the speedster runs through his girlfriend and kills her as she's standing on the street. Ugh. He's like holding her hand. And he's like, blah, 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 don't be smirch Billy Joel. And the next thing you know is that she, all that's left in, all that's left is her hands because he was holding on to them. And, like, it's, I told you, it is visceral and violent and everything. And so he gets kind of tapped on the shoulder by the boys who are the anti-superhero group funded by the CEI. Or by the America, it's like the you can't let you can't let the superheroes do too much on their own because the company controls them and the company is trying to get them in the army at the same time. But what's to stop? What's to stop? Say Homelander from going over to the Middle East and decimating a town, and who's going to stop him? But now it's in the name of American. Now it's in the name of the American government. Uh. So, so this so this group, the boys, are kind of set up to infiltrate stop whatever whatever the their overarching goal is and huey is your eyes on the you know your every man your eyes on the street kind of guy okay okay does that make sense i think yeah. i follow yes yeah so it's i'm trying to like i'm trying to i'm trying to tell you to watch it without giving too much away but i i'm enjoying it because it's it's not a middle finger to superheroes but it's like a it's a commentary like Watchmen is a commentary. Yeah. You know, here are your archetypal superheroes. What would happen if they were really set loose? But instead of instead of um instead of it being a a world of say vigilantes, it's a world of publicly endorsed superheroes. It's the next stage after it's the next stage. It's like it's like if the Sokovia Accords like worked out. Basically, right? like they all registered. They're all are, are they like regulated? Yeah, they well, they're regulated by this company. Yeah. That they're regulated by this company. 
So like the government but, outsourced it to a company? No. So the so the company like so superheroes are doing their own thing. Yeah. And the company kind of takes them in and offers them a salary to be okay. a superhero. Okay. And so now so the other story that you follow is this girl um, named Annie who has just joined the seven. You know, Lamplighter is no longer on the team. Okay. Green Lantern. Yep. You know, right. And so is no longer on the team. And Starlight has auditioned and joined the team. And so her story is like, oh, you know, like you're doing great with the, you know, conservative, you know, Bible Belt Christians. But how about like, but we got to hit this corner over here with your 18 to 49 year old Okay. Like blue Democrat, this and you got to play this, and here's your new outfit that's very revealing, and here's this and this and this and this and this. It's almost like watching a Star Is Born, but with superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that side of it, but it's the she sees what is the very seedy underbelly of the Seven and the company and all this stuff. What And you mentioned Hollywood, but it isn't kind of like that. You know, like it's not just the glitz and the glam of the red carpet, but actually what's happening behind Harvey Weinstein's door. Right, 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 right. That kind of thing. But what if Harvey Weinstein had the powers of Superman? Right. So does it get that dark, like to that level? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's absolutely that dark. Mm -hmm. And are they, you said they're not vigilantes, are at least some of them, are they actually like, super powered in that either, so they're, either, they're all they're all super powered they're, okay so they're not it's not like well but like the batman guy is he like is he like a vigilante like batman is where he's not super powered but he's he's um he's dark and brooding but honestly i don't think he's even said two words yet oh wow on okay. screen what's interesting is that the the superheroes in the show we are we are only given their superhero code names. Ah. So, like, you follow Homelander and Queen Maeve or whatever, but you, like, I couldn't tell you what their real names are. They, you're, you never see them oh, out of costume. That's interesting. Okay. And so they are just the as as a part of the show. They are not normal. They are superheroes and and the like. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, and then it, in some ways it explores some of their. Psychology, so like the deep goes to um, he's like the Aquaman character and he goes to counseling sessions because the other members of the seven make fun of him because he can talk to fish and stuff like that. <laughs> and so there's like it has this dark comedy to it at the same time because I wouldn't, even though the show can be is bleak and adult and all this stuff, I wouldn't necessarily call it depressing the way that I would call Watchmen depressing. You know, like that's a Watchmen is a story that is here to bum you out, and um, and I, I the boys is kind of it's like weirdly fun despite it's really he- it despite it's really heavy themes, which I think is what makes it so watchable. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say try the first episode, and you'll know if it's for you or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I. I but I, if. Yeah, I'm interested in like what other than being a commentary on superheroes, what else is it a commentary on? Like, is it commenting on, you know, real real life things oh, yeah. like it's, corporate influence? Like, like for example, Orange is the New Black. Uh, I don't know if you check that out on Netflix, but I've been watching it no, since it came out. Prisons, prison scares me. Yeah. So, no, I it's, not. it's interesting 
for a number of reasons, for a, a wide variety of reasons I could talk about. But one of the things that I find most interesting is how thought provoking it is in terms of how like the prison system works. It's a commentary on that and how there's too much corporate involvement in, in prisons and what that does. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, things yes. like that in this? Show? I would say there's it's it's so, so if you put the superhero bit aside, uh, you're also now you're cut. Now the show is a comment. Uh, is a commentary on um, uh, social media consumption, mm. um, corporate corporate influence over the masses and within its own company, corporate influence over the government. Um, I would say it's a bit of a, maybe corporate business espionage mm. at the same time. Okay. It's a little bit like, uh, I don't like see let's say commenting on the other side of city life like the what's the you know what's the um what's the underbelly of 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 um of an urban life look like it's okay. not just like as it's not just the glitz and the glam but what is what do people really do with their downtime and i think it's also a show about loss acceptance you know who are you you know cuz this guy Huey is basically like his girlfriend gets killed by a superhero who doesn't even say sorry he gets like they come with a contract and they're like here's $45,000 to keep your mouth shut oh wow so it's like brazil and, too huh yeah so and so it's about it and his dad's like you know like it's it is terrible what's happened but also we're poor so, so take the money and shut up so take the money and shut up and and so it's about what's right and what's wrong and and what's the limit of you deciding what where is your moral line and that's what Huey has oh, to Oh see that's because... I find that stuff really compelling. That's really really that sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm 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 interested in that, you know, the same way we've talked about this with lots of stories, but like some of the best stories, some of the best superhero stories, comic book stories um are at their best when you can strip away and say like okay yeah they're we're using people in costumes to tell the story but like it really is a story about families or it's a story about crime or it's a story about whatever like mm-hmm. I, I i like it when they're being when when the superhero characters are used as a storytelling device just as much as i like when you know it's all about like yeah superman punch him you know like i i, I really enjoy a good when it's done really, really well, and this sounds this sounds like that. This sounds like something yeah, that I'd be into. This one you're going to get less of, like, yeah, Superman punched a robot right. because you're good. This is really more about you know we always talk about how our favorite conversation, our favorite comics are like where superheroes are sitting down at a table having a conversation. Yep, that's basically what this show is, except that it's not just like, hey, Clark, how's the wife? Yeah, it's more yeah. like yeah. Hey, Homelander, how are your seven mistresses that your wife doesn't know about? Right. You know, like that kind of, um, that kind of thing. So I definitely watch the first episode. There are only eight episodes in the first season, so it's an easy, it's an easy binge. But that first one kind of has everything in it, and so if you watch it and go, nope, yep. this offends me too much, okay. or if you're like, oh no, this is what I'm here for, um. I, I like it because it's not a dig on, say, like Superman or a dig on Batman or Wonder Woman or Iron Man or Captain America or Spider-Man or anything like that. It's just a more uh, it's a less golden age approach to what super superheroism would look like today. Sure. And then as a normal person, 
what do you do about that? If because it because it could affect you or it could not affect you, but if it does in a deep way, what are you supposed to do about it? Okay, this sounds yeah. very interesting. This yeah, is a good I, I, pitch. It's really not what I thought the boys was about at all. So when I started watching it, I was like, oh, 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 this is what I'm watching. This is so much. This is so much better. I just thought it was like. Yeah, we're gonna get you. We're the we're the bad guys, and you're the good guys, and everyone loves sex and stuff. Like, but it's it's so much more than that. All right, interesting, cool. So let me move on to Pennyworth. Yes, yes. I've only watched the first. I only watched the first episode, even though the three are available Apple TV or Amazon Prime. I it's from the creators of Gotham, which I know you weren't a big fan of, and I loved Gotham. I was, I mean, I watched the first season. I think I maybe which is not good. Started season yeah. two. I don't remember, but I did lose yeah. interest. Yes. Yeah, season one was not good. Would not recommend. Skip right to two. It's kind of like watching The Office or Parks and Rec. Like you could skip the first season. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's fine. You just read the Wikipedia article. It's fine. You'll <laughs> right, catch up. Right. Real, you'll catch up real fast. Um, the first episode of Pennyworth was excellent. It's technically set in the Gotham universe, but it doesn't. It's not macabre like Gotham is it doesn't feel it doesn't feel the same it's not like a oh this is a weird world where people wear fedoras and also have cell phones but their cars are no older than 1987 you know right, like something right. like that this is firmly set in the 1960s it looks like it's set in the 1960s maybe just like a little heightened version of the 60s you know like slightly more comic book-esque version okay. but nothing crazy my pitch for the show is if it's a spy espionage show. It has nothing to do with Batman at all. And that's the, I think that's, so whereas Gotham was like, okay, where's the Batman stuff? I'm in Gotham. Sure. This, this actually benefits from, oh, that's Alfred. And oh, sure, that's Thomas Wayne. But it doesn't matter what their names are because I watched one episode of a very intriguing 60s espionage spy thriller. Okay. And without the James Bond gadgets. Okay, I was gonna ask: Is it, you know, is it Bond? Is it Man from Uncle? Is it Get Smart or like what? You know, not Get Smart. It's not nope. funny, but no, Get, get Smart's great. <laughs> but no, um, I wouldn't call it. I would maybe call it like Daniel Craig. I would call it maybe Casino Royale. You know, type of like where like the only like gadget he has in Casino Royale is the you know the GPS tracker on his phone. Okay. Yep. And even that Alfred doesn't have in this. He's just a guy who is suffering from PTSD after serving in the war. And he's kind of working as a bouncer and starting a security firm. And he kind of accidentally gets wrapped up into this. Um, he gets wrapped up into this larger plot concerning British politics and government. And so the guy who plays Alfred is playing it like a younger Michael Caine. And so the way I thought he was though from the trailers and stuff, he sounds a little more posh than he is like maybe more classic Alfred. But he's definitely more of a uh, he's definitely a more of a the down and dirty Alfred of the modern era. And um, yeah, he everybody really sells it. The cast is great and it's 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 fun and breezy and maybe a little bit more complex than Gotham ever was. You said fun and breezy. Th yeah. That is not the impression the trailer gave me at all. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Really? It's, it's real fun. Yeah. Is it not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it fun in the way that say like, um, 
I don't know, the MCU is fun, I guess. You know what I mean? I would maybe call it fun. I'm trying to think of an equivalent. I guess in the way that maybe modern Bond is fun. Okay, okay. You you know, something, something like that where it's like there's kind of a wink. But it also takes itself it takes itself a little seriously. It takes itself seriously enough to sell it. Seriously enough to sell it, but also like it's like slightly absurd enough for you to kind of, like a guy at one point walks down the street wearing a big cape with like a fur collar. Okay. And he's in a suit and he's just like, okay, so he's wearing a cape. So it's nineteen sixty five Britain or okay, whatever. Right, like right. it's it's fine. Don't worry about it. The Beatles haven't arrived yet. Sure, yeah. yeah. It's the swing in sixties, you know, that's what people so, did, I guess. I guess so that's interesting because the trailer really made it look very dark and brooding and kind of like I'll be honest, watching the trailer, I've been seeing the trailer, I think, on Hulu a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm sort of like, I don't really have any interest in, like, a dark, gritty reboot of Alfred. Like, I don't really, mm. that's not a thing that I needed, and I'm fine without it, I'll pass. But if it's fun, like, is are, are there moments of humor? Even if it's not a funny yeah. show, you wouldn't call it a comedy, but there yeah. there are moments of humor? Like, there, are moments of hu- there are moments of humor, and the and the and alfred himself is quite charming and so uh i would yeah alfred himself is quite charming and so you can almost what the i think the show's strength is so if you are a batman fan or something like that you can kind of see like oh this is where alfred would be helpful to batman at this moment like you can see the seeds of like Oh, I see. This is um, this is you being an actor, or you like knowing how to throw down and th- things like that. Your sense of moral uprightness, because you figure if Bruce Bruce's parents died when he was a kid, his sense of morality still gets infused somewhere, and it's it has to be from Alfred so more than anybody else. That's like the thesis of the show is that 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 uh, you're seeing you're seeing all the things that Alfred later instilled in Bruce as his mm-hmm. surrogate parent. That's right, but you because Thomas and Martha Wayne are also in the show, that's kind of like their genesis, how they met. They kind of retooled Thomas Wayne to be an he's a he's a financial analyst, and so instead of a instead of a doctor, and so he's like people are after him because he discovered out this plot by accident, this conspiracy, and so that's kind of how Alfred gets wrapped up into it. But so now you look at Thomas Wayne, who's kind of weedy, I guess, in his own way, but he's the detective side of Bruce. Okay. You know, so you could be like, oh, so Bruce is like, this This is the bit that he gets from his dad, and the, like, get up and go, like, screw everybody else is what he gets from Martha, because that's who she is. I see. Um, okay. And so when you, when you put kind of the three of them together you get that character that you would recognize. You can kind of see like, oh, this is who this is. This he gets from his dad. This he gets from his adoptive father. And this he gets from his mom. Mm -hmm. But the show isn't like there's no bat references in here. There's no like, oh, did you see a creepy man with a white face or anything like that? That that was my next. That was my next question. Do they? Yeah, there's literally nothing, nothing. If you didn't know that Batman's name Batman's dad's name was Thomas Wayne, and then he had a button named Alfred Pennyworth. You would think you just watched a show about sixties, like British espionage. Okay, like okay. that's 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 all it is. And I think that's why I said I think that's where the strength is because even if you're if you're not a comic fan, watch a show that's like about the swing in sixties and like governmental conspiracies involving, you know, you know, lords and ladies and queens and you know the like it's just. 
you know, secret passageways and, you know, all, like secret societies, that kind of stuff. Sure. But um, I'm trying to think. There's a comic, and I can't remember the name. I think now's the time I'm going to use a lookup. Ah, uh, see, you you're saved it so you could use it at the right moment strategically. I I, I, uh, I respect this about you. Uh, I mean, you're not talking about Batman Year One. Nope. I'm not talking about a Batman comic at all. Uh, oh, well, I'll be dang. No, so, you know, Ed, Brubay- Ed Brubaker. Sure the, do. Um, acclaimed, uh, acclaimed creator of, you know, the wonderful Captain America run that the Winter Soldier is based off of. Things like that. Ed Brubaker had a, um, I think it was an image series called Velvet. Okay. Uh, which was basically which was basically what if Money Penny was more badass than everybody else at MI6 um kind of thing and she was she was actually, you know, she was a great spy but she got like injured in the field or whatever so she became this assistant so she could stay in. But anyway, it it I it, I would recommend Velvet to anybody who's interested in reading a comic book about 60s spy espionage in 1960s Britain. Got it. But I would especially recommend it if you are um if Pennyworth also kind of tweaks your appetite because that's kind of what it feels. That's kind of what it feels like. Mm. Yeah. But um yeah, I, again, I don't know how many I actually don't know how many episodes the first season of Pennyworth is, but I know you like James Bond. Yes, so, I do. And I know you like, you know, I don't know if you like The Man from Uncle, but you like to get smart. So, yep. Yeah. So I would, I would try it for that and just kind, you don't have to ignore that it's, it's content like Gotham continuity, which doesn't seem to matter. It's really just aesthetically like, oh, everything's ornate and it's got this golden sheen to it. That's about where, that's about where the continuity seems to end. Okay. Um, and the fact that Alfred is in it and Thomas Wayne, you know, it's really nothing much besides that. Okay. Okay. Uh, any, any clear ties like continuity wise to Gotham, like to the show itself? Any, nope. anything? No, nothing, nothing that nope. would indicate nothing, but they've just, nothing. they've said that it's in the same content, that it's in the same universe. They said it at Comic-Con just a few weeks before it announced. And I wonder if that was more just to be like, Hey, Gotham fans. So I know like you, we yeah. know you'll miss the show. So watch Pennyworth. I think that was, that's what that felt like more because it was not, it's not been marketed as a prequel to Gotham in any way. Got it. It's, you know, yeah. it's just Pennyworth. Here's the show about, here's the show about Alfred. And, um, and honestly was not looking forward to this. This was not like, a. I was jazzed about watching Pennyworth. I was like, all right, how far can we actually stretch? Yeah, you know, that's sh- been my general feeling too. And honestly, the trailer didn't help me, but maybe they're just marketing it kind of poorly. I think it's a bit of that, but honestly, I I if if it continues upward in the scale that it is, I would say that you know, like people who are skeptical about watching Krypton cuz you're like who cares about Superman's grandfather? Put it in that put it in that hat. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. You know, if you can watch a show about Superman's grandfather, that ultimately doesn't really matter in the case of watching a Superman show, but you can watch like his grandfather or his great grandfather do these little things, you're like, Oh, that's very Superman of you. You know. Okay. It's basically what you're watching here, but you're watching the Batman version of it. Okay. You know what? That's actually a very fair point. Um when you once you put it that way, it's like, yeah, it's actually kind of the same idea. So if one is good, why can't the other be good? 
That's yeah. right. I I knew I didn't really have you on any of it, and I was like, gotta put it in Frank's wheelhouse. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, yeah, no, I wouldn't say you didn't have me. Uh, the fact that it's the, what you're describing, the show you're describing, sounds very different than what I've seen in any kind of promotional material. Already kind of had me interested. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if the first couple episodes are up there for free, you know, uh, why not check it out? And right. the boys, uh, interestingly, uh, I, I feel like the boys won't be for me, um, but mm. but I am interested about the social commentary stuff that you mentioned. That does sound interesting to me. So I, I do think I'll give yeah. that an episode. I'll give them both an episode. I think I will give them both an episode and, and see um, see where we net out. Yeah. And if, I mean, if either one of the, them sticks, the bo- then I'll, I'll, I'll provide an update here. I mean, The Boys has Carl Urban and Simon Pegg in it. So, you know, you've got a bit of a Star Trek, you know, reunion going on. That's cool. So you at least got that going for you. I feel that you're right. I think the uh, kind of the more visceral side of The Boys is not for you. Um, it's definitely like a don't put it on when people who might be offended are watching. Sure. Kind of thing. Like it's kind of like a with your with your headphones in your headphones on your iPad kind of show if you're if you live with a family um but uh yeah i it is whew, it's well made it's real well made and so i don't know so to each his own but i leave it to you you will please let me know if you actually get to one of them i will I'd love to hear it i absolutely which, will which means that next time you have to hit me with your best shot mm, on yes. something probably maybe one day yeah, I mean there are there's actually a couple of things that we could that we could cover. I've got a couple of ideas. Um, Ooh, so fancy. I will I will leave it at that for now. But um, Okay. But thanks to everyone for listening. You can find Beer with Geeks at beerwithgeeks.com, at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com, at beerwithgeeks on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Spotify and Google and Overcast. Uh, everywhere that you can find podcasts, you'll find this one. ThoughtBubbleAudio.com is uh, your destination for all the shows in our network. Uh, and uh, you can, of course, uh, support us on Patreon, which means a whole, whole lot to us, and help us keep the lights on, help us keep making these shows, uh, and, and and support us in all the costs that uh, that are involved there uh, over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, and you can give whatever. You can give whatever whatever you uh, are able to give. As little as a dollar a month is, is fantastic for us. Uh, and uh, you'll get early episodes of Beer with Geeks before they come out to the general public. You'll get early episodes of uh, other shows like Academy Rewind. Uh, I think we're going to start putting read up episodes there uh, before they're released elsewhere. Yeah, um, man, read up, learn about some books and stuff and stuff intellectually and whatever. They're not long. No, I think my longest one is the first episode. And then after that, they kind of scroll back to about two to five minutes a piece. They're quick. Hits. Five, five is pushing it. If you enjoyed listening to Tim, Tim like today describe these shows and 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 sort of pick them apart a little bit, that's like nothing on what he does with with uh, with literature. He's truly, truly like you get to hear like college level uh, uh, analysis of of some classic literature uh, and some and some offbeat stuff too. So I I really really have been enjoying what you've been doing with Read Up. Thank you. Actually, it, honestly, it depends on the book because sometimes there is nothing to pull apart, and those end up being the shortest ones. Sure. And so, um, so, but that you know, but thank you. That's very kind. That's very kind of you. I mean, I it. only I only use the good words for you, Frank. Only the good words. <laughs> only the good ones. Fantastic. Great. 
All right. Well, Frank, then until next time, cheers. cheers.